Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I love your podcast. This is gold. This is where it's at. What's up, podcast fam? I hope you all are having an amazing week. Today, I'm excited to be sharing this bonus episode with you with the one and only Kate Livingston. Kate is a dear friend, and she's been my coach the last six, seven, eight months, really helping me out as I want to be much more thoughtful in building both my career, my profession, and my life. And she's just had such a tremendous impact in my life these last few months. Many people have been hearing me preach, you know, coaching has had such a profound impact in my life. And they've been asking me, should I work with a coach? What's coaching all about? Who should be working with a coach? How can a coach help me? What's the difference between coaching and therapy? I want to level up. How do I go about finding a great coach? So I made this episode, made it with Kate to try to help answer a lot of those questions that I had, a lot of the questions that I've been getting asked. And I hope this episode really serves as a resource for you in answering questions that you may have as it relates to coaching, how to find a great coach, and really how a coach can help you level up your life in 2020 and beyond. So with that, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you like this episode, just take a moment, share it with a friend, tag us on your Instagram story, bits of gold underscore podcast. With that, enjoy. Well, Kate, thank you so much for coming on the Bits of Gold podcast today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. So for everyone that's been tuning in to all the episodes the last few months, I feel like I've beat it to a pulp at this point, but coaching has had a tremendous impact. The quality of my life, mentally, emotionally, physically, I think like coaching just has had such a dramatic impact positively in, in my life. And you were the second coach that I've worked with more as it relates to, let's call it business and life. But I am really excited to have you on today to share a little bit about your journey, your background, and to sort of demystify and clear up all the questions that I'm seeing a lot of people ask, well, what is a coach? What exactly does a coach do? Who should work with a coach, etc. So I'm really excited to have you on and excited to dive into a little bit of that to help our listeners. Sounds great. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, maybe to kick this off, maybe you could just share a little bit about your story, your journey, and sort of what led you to coaching. And then we'll get into a little bit more of the particulars. Sure, absolutely. So I was one of those people that had not heard of coaching for probably the first half of my career. I didn't know what it was. Sort of heard of it loosely, thought of it as sort of this elusive concept that was only for C-suite executives, didn't didn't ever have access to a coach myself. And so didn't really know what it was, had a lot of assumptions. And the way I first got connected with it was actually through a former boss of mine who had a coach and really insisted that his team had 
coaches. Really thought that it was the most effective way to ensure ongoing developments or growth and development of his team throughout the course of working together. And so that was my first exposure. But to be honest, found it interesting. I didn't really know what to make of it until my husband, Troy, got a coach. He had just taken on a CEO job and all of his peers, all of his colleagues, when he asked them, what should I do to be really successful in this new leadership role? They all said, you need a coach. You need to get a coach. And so he did. And you know how it goes. You talk with your partner or your spouse about all of these things that are troubling them at work. And we would do that. We'd have a glass of wine over dinner and talk about what he was challenged by in this new role and relationships he was trying to build and strategy he was trying to unfold. And you know, we would would talk about it over and over and then he would have a session with his coach. And it was like, he was a different person the next day. He had answers, he had a strategy, he had a plan. And I was like, what is this sorcery? Like, what does your coach do? And how does she do it? I got super intrigued. I talked to her and then I started investigating programs and I found one that was a great fit for me called the Hudson Institute in Santa Barbara, California, which is really steeped in adult psychology. And my undergrad and graduate degrees are in psychology. So it was a great fit. I really couldn't advocate enough for going through a certified training program. So that's what I did. And it turned out that it's this amazing balance of all the things I think I've brought to my career, which is you know, a little bit consulting, a little bit running my own entrepreneurial business, and then the one-on-one connection that I get to have with my clients now. So that's sort of how I found my way to coaching. What were you doing before coaching? Yeah, so I'm still doing a little bit of it now. I've been consulting and running my own consulting firm that primarily works in the arts and cultural space for the last about 10 years. And I brought coaching in thinking it would be a really nice sort of add-on service that I could put in my portfolio. But to be honest, within a year, it became 80, 90% of what I'm doing. So I still dabble in the consulting realm, but coaching is where I find my complete joy. So yeah. I'm doing mostly that. I love that. So you went to this like uh, a school or a program to get yeah. certified in coaching. What was that like? I'm just curious. Yeah, it's a good question. So when I first found out about coaching, and as I mentioned, I talked to Uh, you know, my husband's coach and a few more coaches trying to understand how do you become a coach? What does that entail? And I got some good advice about getting into a program and getting certified. And I'm glad I did. It really gave me the framework that I still rely on now. I think it's kind of like I I liken it to this, you know, like when you want to buy a new car and you decide what kind of car you want to buy and you feel like you're being really creative and innovative, like you're the only one that's going to have this car in this color. And then you decide and all of a sudden, you're driving around, you realize everybody has that car <laughs> in that color and it's like not as unique. I have the same experience with coaching, which is to say that I didn't know any coaches and then I became a coach and everywhere I looked, everybody was a coach. And so <laughs> one of the reasons I got into the program I did and I felt like certification was so important is to have a true framework, a real philosophy, an approach that is validated, that comes with Uh, you know, some real reliability behind it and had a strong reputation. Because I think like many professions, anyone can call themselves a coach. But the differentiator for me has really been the program, the certification and having a framework that I can rely on because people are trusting you with so much about their life and their career. And I felt like to hold that trust ethically and responsibly, I really wanted to be properly trained. Mm, Makes complete sense. So I guess let's get to the big question that I'm sure you get all the time. And I've heard it all the time from my family members, friends, what is coaching? Oh, 
the million dollar question, right? So I would love to know what you tell your friends and family when they ask you, but the way I usually say it, I can say it a couple of different ways, but I think the simplest way to answer what is coaching is to say that coaching is a set of tools, right? It's a toolkit that helps you see yourself and hopefully help you see others more clearly. Uh, you know, coaching can help you build and break habits. Hopefully, if done right, it really leverages your strengths. And ultimately, it's a path toward achieving your goals. And I know that might sound sort of elusive and like, how does that happen? But you know, I guess it's it's kind of like metaphorically speaking, everyone's career path or life path really is is a journey, right? You've got all of these obstacles to overcome and sort of forks in the road, as well as like victories to celebrate when you get to the top of each part of that climb. And one thing that I think we would probably all agree on is that our life path, our career path, it's not predictable. And I think having a coach cheesy as this might be, it means kind of not walking that path alone. You know, you have mm. someone with you to sort of address those goals and challenges and help you make a plan to get there and then hold you accountable to the things that you say you really want. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot that you said that is probably similar to the way that I would describe it to a friend or a family member who was like, what's coaching? It makes complete sense to me. I mean, I'd say, I think there's a lot that I would just like echo. I mean, I think a coach is the accountability from a third party that doesn't have any inherent interest in, you know, seeing you fail or succeed. They're just there to sort of be um, almost like a mirror, you know, to bounce things off of and take a look at what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, why you're doing things, etc. But I do think ultimately, like a, a good coach will, will be that mirror and, and more because a good coach will make you do the introspective work where you start to ask yourself those those questions. I'd say more than anything, like the whys, right? Like, well, why does that matter? And I think that's a really important one. But I would also say a great coach will give you that framework and a path of actually achieving those goals. So I think I probably would say it a lot. I would probably just ramble to to someone and say, you know, there's a million reasons why you should work with a coach. But in regards to like, well, who should work with a coach? Because similar to what you had said, I think a lot of people think, oh, like only C-suite executives work with coaches or only if you're an entrepreneur and you own a business, you work with a coach. And I think that couldn't be further from the truth. But who do you feel should should work with a coach? Yeah, it's such a good question. And the way that you described coaching and how you might talk to a friend or a family member about it sort of answers that question, which is the curiosity piece. When you said, you know, it's really asking why or it's it's holding up that mirror and looking internally, that's who should work with a coach is someone who's actually ready for that. One of the things coaches talk about a lot and certainly was a foundational part of my coaching program was this idea of as a coach assessing a new client's potential readiness, right? Like how ready is this client you might be working with to change their life, to dig deep, to look inside, like you said, and to really allow the coach in this mutual relationship to hold up that mirror or illuminate those blind spots, which sometimes can be pretty hard to confront and to be faced with. So I think it's someone who's ready to do the work is who should work for work with a coach. I definitely don't think you should work with a coach if you expect them to give you the answers or do the work for you. Unfortunately, mm. that's something I often want, right? We all do as someone to tell us what to do. That's not what coaching is about. Coaching is a discovery process, like you said, through being inquisitive, asking questions, turning lights on into formerly dark spaces. And so I think who should work with a coach is someone who's asking those questions already, 
and would like some sort of help and facilitation, you know, a guide, if you will, to ask those questions in a way that has a bit more methodology behind it and someone that can help, like you said, hold space for them. That's not a relative, not a colleague, not someone that that has that emotional investment. I think that sort of separate space with someone who's really there just in your corner makes a big difference. Yeah. I've lived this personally where I'm thinking back to like right when I got out of school, I asked someone who was super successful advice on, hey, I'm in this pickle with like, this is where I'm at with in my life. What would you do if you were in my shoes? And they gave me advice. And I jumped on it because my logic at the time, like I'm a dumb 21 year old kid. And I'm just like, of course, he's mega successful. I should listen to him and I'll have the same results. And I think that there's like, you know, you read enough online and it's like, oh, do what the successful people do. And that will breed success in your life. And I listened. And now like looking backwards, I bring that story up a lot because looking backwards, I think, wow, that was so foolish of me because the person didn't really know my life, my story, what's important to me, why it's important. And he steered me a direction and I took his advice, made this drastic change in my life. And um, pretty quickly, I realized, wow, what what a mistake this was. I steered the car the wrong direction. I think like having a coach or a mentor or someone, I would push more towards a coach, but someone who isn't like family or a friend, because at least what I found is a coach who's a professional, they will guide you based on helping you figure out what direction to go. Whereas a friend, a family member might push you based on their own experiences, but it might have nothing to do with, with your life. I love that you said that. There are a couple of things in there that I just thought were spot on and oh, resonate a lot with me, particularly because I get asked from people who are new to coaching or considering getting a coach, this question of, do I want to work with someone who's in my field or has comparable experience or is more of a mentor, like you talked about, maybe someone senior to me in my field. And one thing that I have found so fascinating through being a coach is it actually can be sort of prohibitive if I'm in the same field with people I coach. Not always, there are, there are exceptions, but it's exactly what you said, which is I then bring my own experiences from that field to bear on my client. Even when I really try not to, I really have to check myself because I'm likely to jump to my own experiences or things that I've mm. been through. It's actually wonderful for me to know very little about my coaching clients' jobs. I don't need to because they're the expert in them. And I don't need to be the expert in their role and their job and their field. What I need to do is help them ask good questions. And actually in positioning them as the experts they are in their own lives, it makes the changes more sustainable. Because like you said, I mean, sure, I could tell you exactly what to do. And as I mentioned, I have some clients who'd probably love it if I would just tell them exactly what to do, especially when they're at a hard decision point. But the goal of coaching is to help my clients exercise the muscle of making those hard decisions in them making them with some guidance and with some structure and help from a coach, but in them making the decision, that's what makes it sustainable. That's what means that you're not going to have to work with a coach forever. You don't become reliant on them. You actually get better at you know holding up the mirror, as you mentioned, for yourself, which I think is super powerful. So I love what you said about the idea that you might not want to go to a close friend or someone who just tells you what to do or gives you advice based on their own experience. That's really smart. Yeah. I found sometimes family can give you actually terrible advice. Although, you know, <laughs> it's coming from a place of love. 
I think sometimes the advice that family may give is, again, based on their own experience. And also, you might hold it with more weight because it's family. Yeah, I just don't think that they'll give you the the same advice that a coach would give. But I think even more so, just going backwards a little bit, I think some of the things that become more clear when you work with a coach, as opposed to when you work with a family member, or like, let's just say a friend or a mentor, maybe you'll tell them, hey, I'm going through this right now. I'm just going to use an example here, but you might be going through something professionally and you're like, what would you do? What's your advice? But I think very rarely that person's asking, well, why? Why is that change important? Or why do you care? Why does it matter to you? And I think those are sort of like the, let's call it the foundational pillars that you build with a coach and you get a lot more clarity around. So when you start to take action in some direction, there's a reason or a rationale behind it as opposed to just like trotting along. Absolutely. I think that's so true. And you're getting back to the heart of coaching, which is asking good questions, right? I think that's one of the things that I didn't really realize coming into coaching that I brought from my consulting work because my consulting background is in evaluation and outcomes measurement, which is really about asking questions and finding clarity and really trying to inform decisions through data. And coaching is the same thing, except it's data on you. And what's more interesting than that? So I think the right coach, a good coach that's the right fit for you is going to ask you questions that help you have those moments of illumination, those ahas where you're just like, wow. And you and I have had some great moments where we've shared like that in the past. So those are the moments that really keep me in it and keep me engaged where I leave a coaching conversation just as excited as my client. There's really nothing more gratifying than that. I think it's, yeah, it's borderline magical. Yeah, I would say that the aha moment is typically something that you experience like after every time, because, you know, sometimes you're thinking, or I don't know, even the last session that we had, or two sessions ago, there's been many moments, I'd say almost every time where you go and thinking something, it's it's weight on your shoulders, and you're carrying it with you. And then you leave and you're like, ah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, one thing as it relates to our work together, that I keep telling everyone, and it's just funny how it's resonated with me so much. I know that we spoke in great depth about the messy middle and this idea around there being a messy middle. And now you sort of helped me recognize that that's just one lens to view it from. And I think your words exactly, or somewhat to a T where you don't believe there's a messy middle. And I've really carried that with me. And I really have changed my entire mindset where now I just believe the the journey is messy at times and it's murky and the journey, it's that roller coaster ride of ups, downs, and it's it's messy at times, but it's not that you're stuck in this middle. That's just that is the journey. And you need to learn to embrace it and enjoy the the ups, the downs, and the messiness of it. So it's just as we're talking, that's one thing that like it's stuck with me to such a degree. And now I'm walking around preaching to everyone all oh, like you're not actually lost at all. You're you're not in like some mess. You're just like in a messy phase and just enjoy it. This is an exciting phase, this messiness right. part of it. Right. I mean, that's the thing, right? Arguably, you could say there's no messy middle or you could say it's all messy middle, right? It's like, yes, there's messiness all around. And whether or not it's the middle, who are we to know? We don't know. But I think it's like, you know, that's one of those powerful questions. And, you know, in coaching, we might call it a reframe where a client comes to you and they are feeling stuck, which often happens. You know, that's why a lot of my coaching clients come to me is they're feeling stuck in some way and they want to get unstuck. And so by reframing thinking, by asking those questions, you know, another one you and I have talked about a lot is this question 
of this almost like countering the assumption that things are just definitely going to be hard or it's all an uphill battle or how am I going to, I don't know, somehow surmount this obstacle. And the question you and I have asked together is what if it were easy, right? Mm. What if I'm wrong? What if, what if the path is exactly how it should be? And honestly, like, what if it's supposed to be messy? What if that's where the learning happens? Because it often is. And so I love that you've embraced that. I think that's a great example of one of those ahas where, where you kind of come to terms with that. And it reminds me too, that one of the things I didn't realize until I worked with coaches was there's something about just having space that's just yours, where you're dedicating some time, you know, maybe two or three hours a month where it's space that's deliciously, selfishly yours, where you get to mm-hmm. focus on you. It's almost so simple, really, when I say it, but it's just in making space for yourself and in making that space and slowing down with the help of a coach, all of a sudden you see things in new light and you all of a sudden come to these new realizations or tell yourself new stories than the ones you've been telling yourself forever. So yeah, you're definitely right. There's something to that piece of it that makes it pretty unique. What would you say is the difference between working with a coach and I guess going to a therapist or seeing a therapist? Because I know that that's something that people ask all the time. It's such a good question. Yeah, I get that one a lot. What is the difference between coaching and therapy? I also get what's the difference between coaching and mentorship or coaching and consulting. And they are all a little bit different, but I certainly think they're a massive Venn diagram with a lot of overlap. So if we focus on the idea of maybe thinking about mental health and mental wellness and thinking about seeing a therapist versus engaging with a coach, there are a couple of things that I think make it really different. And I'll own that my lens on this is probably pretty unique because my background's in psychology. So, you know, with a coach that has a background in psychology, I think you're going to get a little bit perhaps more overlap. And it doesn't scare me so much if it sometimes looks and feels a little like therapy. But I think the couple of ways I would distinguish it is that coaching tends to be really forward looking. So oftentimes when you're engaged in therapy, not always, there's not an absolute rule here, but oftentimes you're looking back and looking at things that have happened in the past trauma, circumstances, behaviors, that sort of thing. In coaching, it's really about what you want to see moving forward. So it's very goal-focused and very, I would say, action-oriented. When you work with me, for example, as you well know, I start all of my clients with a written coaching plan. We have it on paper. We have goals defined, milestones to accomplish and to get to. That's not usually the case in therapy. It can be, but it's not always the case. And I think another thing that's different is that, typically speaking, and again, coaches are different, we don't deal in that mental health and trauma space. And when I have clients that come to me and need more of that, I certainly would refer them out. And I would say too, interestingly, I have a lot of clients that have a therapist and a coach, so they're not mutually exclusive. Mm. And I think what that tells me is that the kind of folks who are willing to engage in therapy because they know they might need that are also the same sort of folks that will often engage in coaching because they're willing to have the tough conversations, like you said, sort of shine the light, hold up the mirror. So I think there are, there are kind of a lot of similarities about the type of folks who are willing to engage in that deep work. Yeah. So I've worked with both coaches and then also I've gone, I've been with a therapist, not now, but in the past and more as let's call it not the coach here, just speaking more as the person who worked with both. I think that Therapy is much less action-oriented, at least that's been my experience. I think sort of you hit the nail on the head in terms of looking like outwards or forwards as opposed to backwards. I never thought about it that way. But I do think with a coach, it's much more action-oriented and keeping you progressing towards growth, towards getting to 
some place or helping you get to uh, some goal that you've set. And I found therapy to be much less of that action orientation, I guess. Yeah, well said. I think that's exactly right. The future focus, the bias toward action. And often that's when clients come to me as a coach is they're ready for some action, right? They are ready to make some moves, put plans in place, really make change. And I do think that coaching as opposed to sort of most forms of therapy is going to give you that, that sort of let's spring into action, let's make a plan, let's think about the future and let's get you there. It's not to say that therapists can't do that or won't do that, but I think as long as we're making sort of generalizations, those are some some differentiators mm. for sure. So one thing that's been really interesting since launching this podcast has been overwhelmingly the people that I've had on the show all work with coaches. And some of them work with multiple coaches. Some work with like, I have a business coach, I have a life coach. Just, I guess, you know, you could say someone who hires like a personal trainer, a fitness coach. I've had people who work with various coaches, but it's been very interesting to see that they all work with a coach and not like, hey, I've worked with a coach. It's like, I've been working with a coach for the last 10 years. And whether it be consistently on and off, they all attributed a part of their success to coaching. So I'm curious as a coach, why you think that is that it's just been so interesting to me to see, to see that it is so consistent across the board. I find it really funny because I know I asked at the beginning, like who should get a coach personally going backwards. Like, I think it's very funny how most people who go to college, when you're done with college, let's call it like school or learning or having someone who is like a professor or a mentor or a coach, a lot of people just like they're done, right? So you go to college and you sort of move on from, let's call it that stage of being a student and having someone mentor, guide, coach you. So I've always found that funny. And I really do wish that like, if I went back to even in high school, like I wish I had a coach, obviously we'd be discussing different things than I'm discussing now, but no one really sat me down ever until I found coaching, but no one really sat me down to ask me like those questions to hold of that mirror and ask me, well, why, why is that important to you? Why does that matter? Yeah. So I don't know, you know, I I know I'm ranting a little bit, but I found that very interesting. And I think everyone would greatly benefit from working with a coach. I love that you have heard this consistent message that folks you have had on the podcast, you know, colleagues and friends in your life who are successful really have value coaching. I mean, clearly, I think that's amazing, but I don't think it's a coincidence. And I definitely think there's something to that. And I think it goes back to this idea of what you're talking about, this sort of willingness and openness to have a mindset around ongoing adult development and learning, right? That you're never done learning, you're never done growing. And in that, we're always the student, right? There's always more to learn. We're never there. There's no there to get to. And that's what's amazing about being human. And so in doing that, having someone to investigate yourself with you is a really wonderful thing. And, you know, I liken it to anyone who you see as a really powerful leader, someone that's an inspirational leader. They're a leader, usually, in my experience, because they're incredible listeners, right? They listen to themselves. They ask good questions. They're curious. They're willing to hear others. And I think that's, that's again, why there's no coincidence that folks that you admire and who are tremendously successful work with coaches. That's in 
that's an indication to me that they're listening to themselves and open to hearing others and open to ongoing growth and learning throughout their adult lives. Because you're right, it doesn't end when school is over and it shouldn't. I love that. The other thing you said that really made sense to me is you said that many people have told you about different kinds of coaches they work with. And that reminds me that one of the questions I get often from new or potential clients is, what kind of a coach are you? And you know, there's so many different types mm. of coaches. How do I pick the right type of coach? And I love what you said that you have had experiences where you've heard from folks that they use different types of coaches at different points in their lives. And I think that's completely appropriate is, you know, pick the coach that's going to suit your needs at the time. And that could be different, right? Like if you're working on a book, you might want to work with a coach that has that kind of specialty. If you're going through a massive career transition, maybe you want to work with someone who specializes in career. If it's really more about maybe a life transition, a divorce, kids, marriage, there are certainly life coaches who focus on that. And I think that's fine. I mean, I guess the thing I would tell anyone who's looking for a coach in terms of how to pick the right one is pick the one you can talk to and the one that you'll be totally honest with. Uh, it's easier said than done, but if you're not going to be able to open up to that person and tell them your full truth and be super vulnerable with them, if you're not going to engage in that real self-work, it's not going to mm -hmm. work. It's just not going to work for either of you. And certainly I've had that experience as a client myself. I picked a, a coach once that I think she's just like an, a remarkable, amazing coach. But because I was a coach in training, a baby coach, I was in coaching school, I was so kind of in awe of her that I was always trying to impress her and I was never fully honest and I was never super real. And she's a great coach. It's no fault of hers, but I couldn't get myself mm. there. I worked with my next coach and it was amazing. I felt so safe with him. I trusted him beyond all else. And, you know, there you have it. It worked. It was an incredible coaching engagement. So I think an important piece of that that's probably worth saying is shop around. Yes, there are like a hundred different types of coaches and and all flavors and varieties. So, you know, ask questions, talk to a bunch of them, interview them, do your due diligence, see who you really connect with, because that's what's going to matter, regardless of what they call themselves or what brand of coaching they do. Uh, you know, find someone who feels like the right fit for you and, and give that a go. Uh, I always joke that, if you were to ask all of my clients, you very much included sort of what my specialty was or what type of coach I was, they'd probably all give you yeah. a different answer because they would tell you what I do best for them. And that's great, right? You want to be able to be flexible and adaptable and individualized for each of your clients. So while I really focus, I would say on sort of executive career, leadership, transition, sort of that milieu of coaching. Does life coaching come into it? Absolutely. We're not so kind of separated in our lives that life is that separated from work. But again, I would say talk to people, get a sense of who you really connect with. And then, you know, my bias is I think certification matters. I think you should have a coach that's gone through a program and can tell you about their, their framework and philosophy and approach. I think that's important. The field's pretty young still. And so getting to its sort of legitimacy uh, we're in baby steps there. So I think having someone that has gone through training is a, is an important mm. piece of it. Yeah, absolutely. I hope anyone listening to this tunes in and really, if they're a moment in their life where they feel uh, like, hey, I'm curious about coaching, I hope they, they explore because personally, I can't talk enough. I feel like almost I, I'm always recommending friends to go and explore, hey, maybe you should talk about that with a coach because I think so often, and it's funny because I think if you look at the two age groups, if you go younger, 
like people just out of school, they think they know what they want, but they actually have, I think more often than not, and I know this is like a big generalization, more often than not, they don't really have a clue. And I think a lot of times the older people, they're just like trotting through life. And I know huge generalizations there. And I don't know, I just feel like so many people don't take the time to really ask the whys that you get, that you sort of get clarity around working with a coach. I just, I think back to like high school and, and college, and I almost feel like it should be like mandatory work where at some point you're sitting down with, with someone, you know, trying to get some answers around what direction you want to steer your life. But I don't know, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for coaching. So it makes sense that I would say that. Well, I love that you are such an advocate and, you know, not only have you referred friends, family, all sorts of folks to me, which I love, but you haven't just referred them to me, you've referred them to the idea of coaching. And that's the thing. So if you are willing to kind of go down this road, or at least explore it, coaches should always be willing to refer you to other coaches, Mm. right, to try to help you find the best fit. Because I'm not the best fit for everyone, but I want to help people find the best fit. And the same goes with, you know, talking to some of their current clients. I think that's super important too. Because, you know, if you're going to do this, you want to go all in. And certainly you are an amazing example of someone who has gone all in. And as a result, like you, you get out what you put mm. into it, right? And you're such a, a walking example of that. So I love your enthusiasm around it. And I agree with you. I hope folks listening to this are willing to explore it a little bit more, give it a try and see what comes of it. I'm a goon. I know like the the 24-year-old listening to this is going to be like, I know exactly what I want. This kid's an idiot. And the older person's going to be like, this kid has no idea what he's talking about. He's just a kid. You may be right, but you know what? Like, aren't the most captivating, interesting people, the people who are always, regardless of their age, willing to ask questions and like know what they don't know and be be honest with themselves that like, we we never have it all figured out ever at any age. And so I agree with you. There may be people listening who are like, I don't need it. I've got I've got it figured out. And then great. Like if there, I hope we all have points in our lives when we feel like we have it all figured out and we don't need any help. But for most of us, we all feel, if not a little lost sometimes, like we could certainly use a little bit of a push in the right direction, a little bit of clarity and a little bit of, as you said, holding the mirror up. So yeah, I'm excited to hear who else you convert <laughs> to the to the world of coaching because you are great at advocating. By no means am I a coach, try to be or try to present that in any way. But much of the reason what inspired me to start the podcast is to help people introspectively look at themselves and and start to ask those questions. Why? Because I really believe that just people don't ask those questions enough. I don't think people ever take a moment. As they get older, I think people less and less start to ask those questions. Why? And I think, unfortunately, for a lot of people, it takes something traumatic, some tragedy, or something big to happen in their life for them to take a step back and say, hey, what am I really doing? It was funny. I had an episode earlier today and uh, the guy had, he has an amazing story, ended up having open heart surgery. Miraculously, his life was saved and he defined his life as what he's living now as extra innings. And he was saying that now that he's in extra innings, he views life completely differently than the way he did before. But I don't think it should take something traumatic, some tragedy, some big life altering event to take you to recognize that you're in extra innings. Like the game already has a clock attached to it. And we're all walking, ticking time bombs closer to 
our death. And I wish, like, I really wish people would always ask themselves, uh, you know, why? Like, why does this matter to me? And I think that's much of the reason why I am such a big advocate for coaching because I think no one can help you answer and get clarity around those questions more than a coach can help you in, in doing that. And I just think it's such an important part in navigating and living your life. I just think it's a pity for people who like sort of tread the waters and just sort of walk through life aimlessly or or lost or thinking that, you know, this is the direction I want, but they haven't really ever taken a moment to say, hey, is this actually what I care about? I feel like I did so much of that in college, high school. Like I've used this story before on the podcast and I've shared it, but I applied to a college early decision because someone told me if I went there, I would make a lot of money. And it's like in hindsight, obviously I'm at that time, I'm a, I'm just a dumb, young, naive kid, but there was no thought or rationale behind it. You know, I was just sort of walking through based on what someone else had told me without ever taking a moment to say, Hey, like, why do I really want this? Why does it matter? Yeah. I think you make such a good point that for many people, it does take an awakening or a reckoning in their lives to all of a sudden be, I don't know, just turned on to the idea of asking those questions and really asking why. But one thing that's been really fascinating to me about the last five months as we've been living through this pandemic is it's something of a reckoning that we're all Mm. sharing. And I've seen this incredible theme, you know, take this as a positive or a silver lining or not, but I've seen this incredible theme of so many of my new clients asking new sets of whys. And it's because of the situation that we're in right now, all of a sudden they're questioning, what is my purpose, right? Like, what are my core values? What do I really care about? Is this the life I want to live? And while certainly I wouldn't wish it on any of us to have to go through this really hard circumstance, you've got a really good point. It has brought this sort of awake sense of people, like this is the time to ask the question. But to your point, I'm with you. I wish it wouldn't take a moment, a reckoning, a hardship, a trauma to alert people to that because the questions are worth asking Mm. every day. Every single day, we have so much to learn from sort of turning that lens on ourselves. So couldn't agree with you more, but I'm encouraged to see that people are often taking this time to ask the question, what do I really want? What's my life really all about? And how can I live it with purpose? And with my my core values at at the heart. So that's been really pretty wonderful. Yeah, I feel like just echoing that, I feel like oftentimes when that tragedy, trauma, when that big life altering event happens, let's just take it like COVID. And at least I'm talking more from my own experience and losing both my parents now. But for me, the experience was definitely like, there are no rules to this thing. You know, you can you can steer the car any direction you want. And it's up to you what direction you want to go. I do feel like for COVID, a lot of people are recognizing that like, there are no rules to this thing called life. And if you want to make change, you know, you can go and make that change. That's right. I love that you said that. And you know me well enough to know I love a good visual metaphor. I love that idea of sort of driving the car. And I think of coaching like that often is maybe you do know, maybe you're fortunate enough to really have your sights set on a clear goal. It's almost like, you know, plugging into the GPS, as we've talked about, like, get me from New York to San Francisco. There are still so many ways to get there, so many ways to get there. And do you want the fastest route? Do you want the prettiest route? What what are the values that influence how you want to get there? And, you know, in what time frame and who you're going to take along with you? So there's always choices in that adventure that is life, right? And I, 
I love what you're saying about this pandemic, about COVID teaching all of us to a greater or lesser extent that there are no rules and there's no real clear path. Um, so what a great time to harness each of our abilities to figure out mm. what we want and to today <laughs> to help us get closer to that and not wait till tomorrow because, you know, it's not promised. So we got to do yeah. it now. Is there a question that if you were in my shoes, I guess, that you wish I would have asked around coaching that you want to share? That's a great question. You are a coach in the <laughs> making. As you know, I already think that you are. Yeah, you know, I think we covered, I'm trying to think of like, you know, that's bringing up for me. What do I usually cover in like those little intro to coaching calls that you and I had so very, very long ago? And I think we pretty much covered it because I think the questions I get asked a lot are around what type of a coach, the great questions you asked about, like who should and shouldn't engage in a coach. I think everyone, but I'm biased. What, <laughs> like, right, well, exactly. Well, fair enough. Me too. So I think we've pretty much covered them. I'm trying to think if there's anything sort of interesting. I, can, I know one of the things that you had put in the email that I thought was interesting, but I actually was going to throw it back on you. Is there something that you want to give your listeners that is sort of a tangible? Maybe we already kind of did that in planting these seeds of like, what if it wasn't hard or there is no messy middle? Maybe that's enough for them to chew on. But I know that one of your goals for this was to give people something maybe actionable or tangible today. And we may have done that already. Mm. But if we haven't, that could be something, you know, we already talked about kind of reframing and asking good questions. So maybe we've done enough of that. Uh, but I wanted to check yeah. to see if you felt like we I did. think, well, without saying you have to work with a coach to achieve this or to get this, you know, but <laughs> I think in in yeah. some ways, going back to it, and I know I've definitely beat a dead horse at this point, but a lot of people will say, oh, this is my goal. X is my goal. And I personally think very few people have a roadmap of how they get there, have that accountability of who is going to hold them accountable to get them there, but also ask the questions, you know, this is where I'm beating that horse, but why, why do you want to get there? Why does it matter to you? And is that actually the right goal? And I think that's sort of what a coach, what a really great coach will help you do. Even, you know, it's, it's, it's just funny timing. I connected with someone else today and he was saying, you know, I'm going to leave my company. You've been an entrepreneur for much of your professional career. And I'm just curious, like, how do you navigate money in terms of, I want to make X amount of dollars. How should I be thinking through that? And sort of what I told him was that I think you're asking the wrong questions by saying, you know, I want X dollars. I think you should ask, what do you need? And then figure out how to build a lifestyle around your needs. And then realize that you're gaining back all the time that you have right now that's going towards your job. And you're taking control of your time. And that's more valuable than saying, I want to get to X dollars. And I think oftentimes, like, that's a great example. I just think of someone who probably could use the benefit or benefit from talking to a coach because this has been thrown back to me. But like, you might say, I want a million dollars, but you might only need $350,000 for you and your family right. and everything else. Uh, you know, maybe you can get to that million, but you're going to sacrifice all the other areas in your life. And is that really what you want? Right. Why does it really matter? And those were sort of the things that I posed back to this person. Like, I don't know, maybe you're asking the wrong questions and maybe like chasing a number isn't such a healthy thing. And there's, there's better things you should chase, like taking control of your time. But that's just my perspective. Well, I think it's, it's a fascinating one because 
you know, I think you're right. We all live in our own heads. Of course, that's the only place we can live. And I think because of that, we get really entrenched in our own narratives and we don't even know we are. Right. And what I mean by that is your example of the friend you talk to, but this could apply to, to any of us. We often do feel like we know what we want or that we've figured it out because we live within our own stories. And I think that is something that I have certainly found as a client and having a coach has been so helpful to me is to have someone to say to me, is that the story you want to tell? Is that the narrative you want to live in? Is there another possibility for you that might be the right one or that might fit you better or help you get where you want to be? And it's sometimes just being asked those questions and the accountability, right? And someone doing it in a way that's non-biased, non-judgmental, they're not they're not judging the way that you're feeling about something or your priorities or your values. They're just helping you kind of pick it up, hold it up to the sun and like turn it in all different directions and make sure you're seeing it fully, right? Because we mm. don't, we only see it from our own perspectives, which we're really locked into. And so certainly that's why I would say, even as a coach, I need a coach. <laughs> like I do to help me learn and grow and to help me see things that I might not be seeing because we're all a little bit shielded and protected in our own narratives. They keep us safe, mm. but playing it safe all the time isn't how we grow. So I've found that really valuable in coaching. Well, Kate, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom, your journey, your story. And yeah, I hope people will listen to this one and have the information they need to make decisions, whether they're interested in engaging with a coach. Where can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out, talk to you about coaching, or just have more questions? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, to echo what you said, I know that you planted some seeds here and like definitely some sparks. And so I hope that people will investigate it. And yeah, if you want to check out the coaching work that I do or get in touch, I'm happy to tell you about so many of the great, amazing coaches that I know you can get a hold of me at katelivingstoncoaching.com. So that's K-A-T-E, Livingston, L-I-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N, coaching.com. And I so appreciate the time that you gave me today. And uh, it was really fun to have a two-way conversation, <laughs> very different than our, <laughs> our coaching sessions, right? This is really fun. It's been great. Usually I feel like I do all, all the talking and all the ranting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was fun. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for awesome. having me on. Thanks so much for tuning in to this bonus episode with Kate Livingston. I really hope this episode serves as a resource for you if you are exploring or curious about coaching. I really tried to answer all the questions that I've got recently around coaching, how to find a great coach, etc. Kate's had such a tremendous impact on my life, in my life. And with that, I just want to express my gratitude. As I mentioned during the episode, so many of the successful people we've had on this show credited a tremendous amount of their success to their coach, you know, and it's no coincidence why many successful people work with a coach. It absolutely is effective and I cannot recommend it enough. So with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take a moment, share it with a friend, tag us on Instagram at bits of gold underscore podcast. I love your pocket. This is gold. This is where it's at.
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.